it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. In sports, if you want to be the best, there are no off days. Welcome on into the No Off Days podcast, The Nod Pod. He is Chris Cato. I am Scott Smith. We have BK in the booth, and we will get to him momentarily. You know, some weeks, uh, Chris, I feel like we have uh, a lot of fluff on the show. You know, it's like really? Taylor Swift or, you know, talking about Jimmy Butler's crazy new hairstyle. But <laughs> this week, I feel like we're giving you meat and potatoes. This is a meat and taters podcast. I, feel, I feel like our show is never fluffy. <laughs> Okay, sometimes it's a little funny. I love meat and taters. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's hearty because it's October. Yeah. So this is the time of year that you want some a little, a little bit more of that, that comfort sports podcast. This would be right? the loaded potato soup, yeah. right? Yeah. It's got everything you need in it. Yeah. I recently made some mashed potatoes, and uh, it's been a while. I haven't had mashed potatoes in a while. It's very underrated. How long did it take you to open the box? <laughs> no, baby. Made, made it from scratch. Come on now. Let's bring in BK. BK, you big uh, meat and potatoes guy? Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, come, on. Come, come on. Come on, man. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. Yours, yours are homemade? <laughs> do, you, do you leave any of the peel in when you no, make yours? No. no? Okay. No yeah. Come sometimes. on now. I'm a red-blooded American. No peel. Okay. There we go. I've heard that's good for your skin, though. You All need right. Some peel so next we've, time. we've built it up now. Uh, who is on and what is on the show today, BK? Tonight. Today we have Byram Brown. Quarterback yes. USF. There you go. See, meat and potatoes right meat there. Meat and potatoes. He's balling out. Getting it done. This guy's only thrown for 700 yards in his past two games. He, no he, interceptions. This guy's on fire. Yeah. He, he just turned 19. Just, Did just he? So you know, just turned 19. <laughs> so like just, the, I mean, the star is, the, 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 the future is so bright for this guy. I just think the star's rising. That's the, that's the phrase. Those Bulls, man, they showed out against Navy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, big yeah. things. Okay, and then at the end of the show, we're going to do gonna a ballad some... ballad breakdown. Oh, I re- that's one of our favorites. We it is done one that of our while. favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So should we do a mystery song, or should I tell you what the song is, or who the well, artist? I don't is? know, but I just remember meat and potatoes. Okay, this is a meat and taters. Oh, this podcast. is all meat potatoes. Did he say? Right do you say meat and Taylor podcast? <laughs> is that what you said? <laughs> oh. Meatloaf and potatoes. Okay. All right, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. It is. <laughs> <laughs> That actually would be a challenging one to break down. All right. It's a great well, song. Very yeah. good. And I'm impressed by your meatloaf knowledge. Mm. All right. I'm hungry now. <laughs> very good, BK. We'll catch up with you in just a little bit. If Thanks, you guys. are listening and you want to watch, go to fox13news.com slash nodpod. If you're watching and you want to listen or subscribe, take out your phone, zap that QR code on the screen in the bottom right-hand corner, and there you can find all of our shows. And, you know, if you're, if you're chapped by the troubles of life, the Nodpod is medically designed to soothe, heal, and revitalize, but may leave greasy residue please subscribe at fox13news.com slash nodpod so you got your shirt on i mean it's october baseball we are here and one of the more exciting times on the sports calendar uh so i figure because we tape this and it's kind of hard to you know we we don't know who's eliminated who's still in it i think we look ahead chris i You're think talking we, about the major league postseason the wild card that's sorry out. did i skip right over that Sometimes maybe my brain know. is scattering around like a pinball machine right now uh, i'm thinking we give our not world series predictions we could come around to that down the road sure but i think we give our our nlcs and our alcs predictions on today's podcast i, I think we, we got, should we got four teams so 
I think we just let's get let's get it out there. Let's it, throw it out there. We will hope that if any of our four are in this wild card, that they survive and make it through. Yeah, one could be eliminated as we speak. So <laughs> yes, I. I, I think that we can do this. I like it. I'm yeah. All right. Let's, all right. Get, let's roll. Do you want me to kick it off? Do it, baby. Okay. I'm going to start in the NLCS. And um, the first team I have uh, representing the National League will be the L.A. Dodgers. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that they're maybe one of the best teams uh, post-All-Star break in baseball. Uh, they've got great balance. I love their lineup. I mean, how can you not? Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, J.D. Martinez. they got some mashers, so plenty of bats. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, I, I think he's still dominant. Uh, Lance Lynn, he's on bereavement now. Not sure when he's back, but I assume he's coming back. And he's actually been a quality pickup when they picked him up from, at the trade deadline. He's gotten 7-2 and two, uh, since signing with the Dodgers. It looks so. like a different guy than he was with the White Sox. Yeah. They just have postseason swagger. I, yeah. I think the Dodgers are going to get there. Here's mm-hmm. a little bit of a surprise. Okay, throw okay. me a curveball. Playing the the Dodgers in the NLCS, I got the Philadelphia Phillies. Oh. Yeah, I, I think they're going to beat Atlanta, actually, uh, like last year. So, you know, Atlanta, their pitching has not been good. And that is a concern. When I get to the postseason, I want to see, you know, if, if your pitching has been hit and miss. yeah. Yeah, not, not good. Uh, so it's actually been the worst in the month of September among all the playoff teams, that being the Braves. So I, I like a lot of the guys on that Phillies lineup. I got I got Bryce Harper and Trey Turner and, you know, Schwarber, Schwarber yeah. you know, big masher. So, um, and their pitching has been decent enough. I think Zach Wheeler, you know, he hasn't lost in over a month now. So he's a good one. And uh, Nolan Nola as well. So. I got the Phillies sneaking back in there again. Well, it's a good pick because they're really they're kind of following the same trajectory they were on last year, right? Yeah. Remember, they weren't very good around the All-Star break. Then they catch fire in September, and they ride that into the postseason, and then they you know make it to the World Series last year. Um, I'm going to go against you, though, on that one. I, I think okay. the Braves, I think it will come down to the Braves and the Phillies. Phillies have to get past the Marlins in the wild card round. Uh, either way, of those two, it's those are both NL East opponents that the Braves are familiar with. They took uh, 9 out of 13 from the Marlins in the regular season, 8 out of 13 from Philadelphia, and they just two weeks ago were in Philly for a four-game set, and the Braves won three, even with that shaky pitching you mentioned, because – I, but, I those, but, like, I think two of them were settled in uh, extra innings. So, they're yeah, very, very they, close. They were nail biters, sure. But I just cannot pick against this historically good offense that Atlanta has. I mean, finishes with the best slugging percentage ever recorded in Major League Baseball. You got four guys on this roster that have over 100 RBIs. Mm-hmm. I think Ronald Acuna Jr., for my money, is the best player in the game. He's still stealing bases out there somewhere. Uh, their run differential was by far the best in the majors this season. And there's no way I'm picking against the Braves. Could be wrong. But okay. so we'll go Braves and then I'm with you on the Dodgers. I just think it sets up really well for them. They've had the best home record or tied uh with Tampa Bay for best home record in the majors this season. Uh Kershaw has bounced back nicely from that shoulder injury that he had. I think they'll end up playing the Brewers in the divisional round, if I have to guess. Brewers are a sneaky team yeah, too. They are, but the Dodgers went five and one against them yep. this season. So I think we got Dodgers and Braves in the NLCS. Okay. All right. Let's switch over to the American League. Um I got the Houston Astros. Uh, I think that they have played this thing perfectly. They they come in, they're division winners. They are, have been flying under the radar the entire time. Uh, they still have the bats. You got the Kyle Tuckers, the Alex Bregman. I mean, they have, like, top RBI guys. So, Bregman, Jose Abreu, Kyle Tucker has got, like, 
over 100, 110, mm-hmm. 112 ribbies this year. Uh, they got the postseason swag. Their pitching has been okay. Framber Valdez, uh, decent. Uh, but Justin Verlander, another one of those guys, came back to the team. He's been pretty good since coming back. I think he's still got it. And so I would not be surprised to see this Houston Astros team getting back into the championship series. On the other side, really torn about this one. I went back and forth. I erased my answer, and I put it back in, and I erased it, and I put it back in. Uh, I'm going with the Baltimore Orioles. Um, mm. And mm. He- here's where I struggled. Oh. Obviously, I wanted to select the Rays. Uh, they they have the playoff experience. I think they have the better pitching staff. Um, despite Baltimore being maybe the better team the second half of the season. Yeah. Uh, but Baltimore just has, throughout this year, has shown me a little bit more consistency, and that's where I struggle with the Rays is that for as hot as they can get, I think they just also hit these these cold fronts that are hard to combat in the postseason. Uh, uh, on know, offense. Uh, if yeah. their offense goes yeah. back. That and they're also missing some of their horses at, in their rotation as well. So I, they've, they've managed that. They've navigated that well, I will say that. But I just think this has been too streaky in offense for me to bet on them. I do think they – get to the DS. Uh, now, you know, we're dating ourselves, obviously, but I think that it's going to be Baltimore in the end. Okay, everyone remember this. Scott Smith picking against the Rays. Well, I I, I get where you're going with it, but you said they're missing some horses. They still have the little horse in the lineup, the right? Is, horse, yes. is that what they call him? Oh, yeah, is Tyler. Glass now? I love Tyler. Um, all right, we're going to – this is good. We have different – we have two different teams here in the NCS. I've got the Twins. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm going Twins, okay. baby. Look – um, okay, I know they've lost 18 consecutive postseason games, which is the longest streak in any of the major American sports. 18 in a row in the postseason, dating back to 2004. But this is going to be different for this year's Minnesota bunch. They finished this regular season on fire. Best record in the majors in September. Second best since the All-Star break. They are deep on both sides of the ball uh, on on position group and in pitching staff they have 12 players Scott with 40 or more RBIs on their squad and that's the tied for the most in the last 60 years uh, pitching rotation you got Lopez Sonny Gray Joe Ryan Bailey Ober I think they're going to take care of Toronto at home I hope I don't sound dumb later when this is played and Toronto has won uh, and I think they're going to take down the Astros they were four and two against the Astros this year and the Astros uh, have the home field advantage, but the Astros have a losing record at home. We're going Twins, and we're going Rays, and it's going to be a magical ALCS. The Rays are going to get past that explosive Texas offense. TV um, ratings have never been worse. It's, <laughs> I know. It's the last thing Fox wants. Um, I, I, here's one thing that the Rays have going for them. I yeah. heard you mention this in your sportscast on our local TV station earlier today, and I was like, I'm going to steal that talking point from him. We have ex- – we. Tampa – I'm a homer. Tampa Bay has experience in the postseason. Yeah. We, we, we've managed this situation before. We've been there. The Orioles haven't been to the postseason since 2016. And how many times do we see a team like like the Orioles have a fantastic regular season and get to the postseason and just kind of – This is what I was torn over. Get out this of rhythm. Precisely this point is the experience factor. Yeah. I, I get it. I, it just – to me, I have to go with what I've seen and – not with you know can something change all of a sudden you're just yeah can can this team that has been kind of streaky in the postseason hold up and and get some runs across the board where we haven't really seen that a lot here in the last couple of years so at least in the postseason so i hope so man i I mean i want to see the rays punch their ticket to these to the cs but 
Uh, th that Oriole team just seems like a, maybe a special squad. But you got them going, so I'm uh, yeah, glad that you There we go. One All of right. us had to. All right, let's go into the NFL now, and uh, I cue the Denny Green. They are who we thought they were, okay? <laughs> so we're going to do a little back and forth on, on a couple of teams, players, whatever, that they are who we thought they were at the beginning of the season, and then we'll do some they are not who we thought they were. Yeah, because we're at the quarter point now of the so, season, yeah, right? So We're getting a bit of a tell. Pretty good sample size, right? We could still be wrong because it's way too early. We've but never been wrong. Let's do it. <laughs> you want to start it off? Uh, okay, we're going to start with they are who we thought they were. They are right? who we thought they were. Yeah. Uh, it's the Cowboys defense. We, You and I sat here many weeks ago and, and gave our predictions. And, I mean, I think this is national consensus anyway. This is a wonderful defense. Now, they had the stinker, which was mostly an offensive stinker, against those uh, Cardinals have turned out to be kind of a feisty team, haven't they? A couple weeks ago. But they get that out of their system. They crush the hopes and dreams. Uh, Bill Belichick's worst loss ever, which is saying a lot, mm. against the Patriots. They lose Trayvon Diggs, but then this Deron Bland steps in last couple games and has been outstanding. Two interceptions, two pick sixes, so it's just kind of more of the same. Micah Parsons continues to get better somehow. Leighton Vander Esch, all these other stars. So they are who we thought they were, the Cowboys defense. Okay, I'm gonna, I'll keep that theme going because I'm not going to say they are who we thought they were, but they are who I thought they were, and I'm going to go with the Bucks defense. Okay, I don't think they were getting a ton of national acclaim coming into the season, but I did, if you go back a couple episodes, I did predict that this Bucks defense was going to be really good this year, and I think that they uh, have certainly held up their end of the bargain. Uh, they're tied for second in turnovers. Uh, their red zone defense has been fantastic, keeping you know guys out of the end zone and, and just field goals at this point. Antoine Winfield Jr., uh, I, you know, I went into the season saying I think yeah. he's the best guy on that defense, and boy, I mean, this last week he certainly helped yeah. prove me right. Devin White, Levante David, that linebacker tandem is playing, I mean, just perfectly in sync together. And then, you know, I think once they get back to full strength, you get a healthy Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean back there. You know, I, I know Logan Neal is uh, or Ryan Neal rather is uh, is down with a concussion right now, but I think that when this defense is at full strength, I just. I love what Todd Bowles draws up. I think that some of these blitz packages and schemes are are fantastic, and um, and they're they're thriving right they now. They are rolling. Yeah, they are really uh, playing at the highest level that they can. And so let's hope they keep it going. I'm going to go with uh, they are who they. Wait, what are we on here? We thought they were. <laughs> they are who we thought they were, and this was who I thought this player was. Others have disagreed, but Derek Carr is not very good. He is exactly who I, he is who I thought he was. I thought you're going in the affirmative there for a minute. Like no, it was Derek good Carr. No, I didn't okay. think he. Was, I thought it was not a fix when I, I was like, "Wow, Derek Carr's well, agent." He's got a bad shoulder, man. But before that, before that, I, I did not think he's a solution to what the Saints need on offense when they brought him in. He's okay. he his whole career. He's been he's had great moments. He's had very low moments. He's yeah. not. He hasn't made the Saints offense any better. I do think the shoulder was obviously an issue. He was Charlie checked down to threw it to Camara like 13 times. But, you know, even before that, just it seems like he's not. If you can only get the ball to Chris Olave three times, there's something wrong. Yeah, that's not working. So okay. not a great uh, upgrade there for All the right. Saints. I'm going to I'm going to hold out on that. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say the more encouraging they are who we thought they were. And I'm going to go with San Francisco's Brock Purdy. 
And this oh. guy, he responds after last year. Is he this flash in the pan? Who's this guy that nobody, everybody overlooked in the draft? He comes in and takes his team to the playoffs, and now he comes back, and he's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm legit. I'm real. And, uh, I mean, his stats are he's, he's third in completion percentage. He's number, he has the number one rating. Out of all quarterbacks That's in the wild. NFL, he has not thrown a pick yet, and it's not like they're. It's not a super conservative offense. I mean, he's he's throwing the ball around, um, but uh, I think he's just showing out, man. He's eighth in yards in the NFL right now, so that that team is very good. And now that you have some solidity in that quarterback room around, is that the word solidity? Is that a word? Solidify. Yeah, solidify. Like your now mashed that potatoes. That position has been, it's not Trey Lance. He doesn't have to look over his shoulder who the other guy is. It's 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 Brock Purdy's team. Man, uh, this San Francisco team is going to be scary this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought of him when I was thinking of, you know, the next category we're doing is they are not who we thought they were. I was thinking of putting him in that because I kind of thought what we saw at the end of last season, that wouldn't carry over. There's no way he can keep this up and and he has oh well you didn't have any faith in purdy because <laughs> i'm not a, i'm not a purdy person yeah. let's do some they are not who we thought they were okay. how about that yes let me give you one uh the houston texans not who we thought they were i don't think small sample size but they're two and two now and they look extremely capable on offense cj stroud I know, you know, Bryce Young is going to turn out to be good, very good, I think. But C.J. Stroud is is playing better right now than a lot of his counterparts. He's been – I don't think he's thrown an interception this season. He's getting better every game. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. He's got some young receivers, Nico Collins, uh, Tank Dell showing out. And their defense, man, as we know, you know, D'Amico Ryans comes in. You knew it was going to be an upgrade. But, wow, um, Will Anderson Jr., Henry Toto – flying around, making plays all over the field. And their next three games are against NFC South teams, not not the Bucs, everybody else. They got the Falcons, Saints, and Panthers. They so could they, be five they, and two. They, they could be sitting pretty. Yeah, yeah interesting. Okay. What well, do you good, have for they are not who take. we thought they were? Uh, Deshaun Watson is yeah. not who we thought he was. He's not worth $230 million. Uh, he is not elite. And uh, I think that you are starting to see that. He's currently injured with a shoulder injury. But even at that, I don't think he is the answer um, for this Browns team. Uh, he, he gets sacked way too much. His completion percentage is way too low. Uh, that's You're not paying that kind of money for that that little of production at quarterback. He so. looks like he's lost a step, hasn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And it would, I mean, naturally so, right? You would kind of expect that that might be the case uh, given what he's gone through. But yeah, not, not who we thought he was. Well, I need him to apologize to me because uh, Amari Cooper is just killing my fantasy lineup now. Yeah. So we need to, we need to rectify that down somehow. Uh, they are not who we thought they were. The Cincinnati Bengals. Where have you gone? Sweet, sweet Bengals. Who day? Where day? I guess we should say. <laughs> we, you know, we uh, sat here and did our predictions. Like a lot of people, yeah, we had the Bengals we winning the North. And, I, you know, that's uh, not a – it wasn't a wild pick. It, they should have come back and had a great season. But they haven't played the toughest teams yet. And they're – what are they, one and three now? And yeah. they can't protect Joe Burrow. And – I I know you said last week you don't need a calf to throw a football. I don't know, but it's still it's still bothering him uh, <laughs> in some way. Well, and, yeah. And you got to get the ball to Jamar you Chase. You think it's spreading? They're not doing that. I don't know, man, but it is, it is not good for the yeah, Bengals right no. now. Well, Jamar Chase says he's always open. Well, every, every receiver says that, yeah. right? So I, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up on the Bengals. Okay. Um, all right. 
Uh, I'm going with a team as well. They are not who we thought they were, and that would be the New York Giants. Saquon Barkley inactive. They're third worst in yards and points offensively. They're third worst in defensive scoring. Um, I just, I, I thought that this would be, I, you know, when we made our predictions, I, I still, I, that's a tough division. I had them finishing third. They may still finish third, but I, I thought that they might be third and have a chance at a wild card. I thought that this team would continue to take steps, mm -hmm. uh, and I just I'm not seeing that early on this season. Small sample size, and so I want to say the New York Giants are not who we thought they were. Danny Dimes gets that big contract. Yeah. Burrow gets that big contract. Mm. All right, quickly in college football, uh, the game you are looking forward to this weekend. Well, I think even if these two teams weren't set up like they are right now, position where they are, this is always a huge game because we've hit October. The Texas State Fair is going on. Big Tex is out yeah. there waving his hand and hope he do, hoping he doesn't catch fire like he did a few years ago. Mm. Uh, you know, the Ferris wheel's going. The smells of fried things are in the air. And, of course, you have the Red River rivalry is or more as uh, we can call it the wed rivalry of course yes. we, we will say that several times i just still call it the red river shootout yeah. and texas and oklahoma wow you know the history there but also the fact that these two teams are both playing in their final season in the big 12 being the ones who kind of started some of this you know conference realignment scrambling going to the sec next year and now they meet and they're both undefeated uh, Texas, if we're going by the Cato rankings and not the AP where, you know, the Cato six-pack, we'll call it, uh, looks at your resume. That and would be the only six-pack, right? the only one I'm close to, baby. <laughs> um, looking at their resume, I think they should be number one right now in college football. And mm. they, they are stacked on both sides of the ball. My goodness. And then Oklahoma's completely turned things around on defense, which was their big problem last year. Um, Brent Venables has him rolling. Dylan yeah. Gabriel is just like a surgeon back there with the passes he's making. I think he's completing like 80-something percent of his passes. So this is going to be good. It's going to be a great game. Well, I hope I hope the rivalry component uh, really kind of shines because that's when you get kind of really a competitive game. Because um, I think it, I think Texas is just a, a way better team than Oklahoma. But um, maybe I'll be proven wrong. What by is them it? What's sooner. the spread? That's, that's I, I don't that's know. Usually you're thing. usually on that. While uh -huh. you're while you're digging, I'll give mine. Um, and I'm surprised you didn't take this. It's one. six and a half Texas. Okay. Yeah, I think Texas covers. Oh, oh. But I hope it. Do I hope they don't. I'm I, I mean, I'm we're better for it, right? If they don't. Um, okay, I got Bama at, at Texas A&M, mm. and this is a battle of four and ones. SEC West, largely kind of inside track here on that. Uh, I think this is this this either is a kill shot to Bama's playoff hopes, or this could potentially be a kill shot to uh, old Jimbo Fisher's career there in College Station. Whoa, I don't – that's that's going a little far. <laughs> I mean, lo so? losing to Alabama is not going to – and depends on how the loss looks. I just – no, but it, it would be – not this – not like they're going to fire him on Monday, yeah. you know, but I think that this would be just another season where they their playoff hopes are obviously dashed, that it's just another disappointed season for – the Aggies and I could see the wheels kind of falling off. I see what you mean. And so that's where I think this tipping point would be a better way to, to capture that. When Not, you're paying someone $80 million, you want results and he hasn't gotten them close to. Yeah, no, I the think the people are, are very like uh, the it's, it's coming down to it. The wick has burned very low to the candle.
Well, he, so you know, here's the thing. He may not have to face that music because this Texas A&M squad, since getting kind of slapped around by Miami in week two, they've really come together. DJ Durkin's got that defense. Their defensive line is really disruptive. I'm worried because I've seen Alabama's offensive line be uh, terrible for much of the season, although it seems like they've kind of pulled things together the last couple of games against the two Mississippi schools. Uh, it's got, it could be a long day, though. I, I'm not I'm not going to pick this one. Alabama's a two-and-a-half-point favorite, but College Station's a hard place to play. It is. I think it is going to be a great game. I would hate to – it would it would, it would be gut-wrenching for an Alabama fan for, to be eliminated from playoff contention this early in the season. It could happen, though, but I think it is going to be a great You're game. You're already breaking a sweat. We're just – it's just, it's just I, the big game. We don't have to make picks. <laughs> We're just – this is the big game this weekend. Okay. And we got another big game in the American Conference as well, and, and uh, I'm happy to get to our, our guest here. Looking forward to this chat. Let's talk to him. Well, Chris, our guest today is one of the exciting young quarterbacks in college football. We welcome to the Nod Pod USF's Byron Brown. Byron, thanks for joining us. There he is. I mean, my goodness. Can we talk about a quarterback and what he has done? You've just, like, jumped on the scene in college football, and now uh, now you're on a podcast you've probably never heard of. So, I mean, just <laughs> could it get any better, right? What's it like to be Byron Brown right now? Yes, sir. Thank you, for, thank you guys for having me. Um <laughs> Byron Brown is the the exact same person he was before, just yeah. a guy that wants to work and uh, do do what's best for the team and uh, ultimately win. What a start to your career as USF started quarterback. I was reading you've you've had six career starts now. You're already responsible for 18 touchdowns. I mean, just an incredible start by you here. And you last couple of games, Byram, you you guys have really been clicking on offense. I was looking. Uh, you've completed 76% of your passes in the last two games and thrown for almost 800 yards, five TDs, no picks. What's clicking with this South Florida offense right now? Um, I think it's just uh, the week the weeks of practice we've been having as a, as a collective group and um, offensively and defensively, we're just coming together on Saturdays and playing at one play at a time and. Uh, ultimately playing with confidence, which is which is very key. Now, I'm not sure what a 19-year-old asked for for his birthday, but a win on the road against the Naval Academy has probably got to be one of one of them. You turn 19, 19, by the way, it's crazy, <laughs> on Friday, and the next day you, you come out and you ball out with three touchdowns against uh, the midshipmen. What was that like? I mean, did you get a chance to celebrate your birthday off the field, or was it just an on-the-field celebration? Uh, all, all I really, want, really wanted was a on the field celebration. I just wanted to win, <laughs> and, uh, but it was, it was good. I had some family come up, <clears throat> had some family come up, and uh, saw them after the game, which was a positive. So, uh, just seeing them and uh, ultimately getting the win with my brothers and uh, this, the, the staff that we have is was put it over the top. I think a lot of folks are looking from the outside and saying, okay, this, this is a, a program that has been struggling for years now, and suddenly now, now they're going on the road, they're getting wins. They're winning games in conference. They're, they're starting to get recognized. The offense is flashy, and, of course, they've got a flashy quarterback, too, getting the job done. So behind the scenes, though, what, what, is, what has been taking place to kind of lead up to this, to where now we're seeing the Ws pop up? Uh, we've been putting in a lot of work. Uh, we've, since January, we, we put our head down and went to work. Um, not caring about what anyone outside says, learning about our inner circle, uh, which is what Coach, Coach Golish preaches, which is the team, the support staff, and uh, the coaches. And uh, just, just ultimately playing one play at a time and ha keeping our process uh, refined and sharp. So just taking it, taking it one day at a time and uh, executing the little, the little details and um, ultimately just fine-tuning fine them and then coming out on Saturday playing one play at a time and 
uh, let let the work speak for itself. You guys are doing a great job. You're sitting here at three and two on the season right now. One of your two losses was to a program that maybe people have heard of. They, they came into Tampa a few weeks ago, uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide. I got to say, uh, full disclosure, I'm an Alabama fan. Don't judge me, but I was there in person to watch. And it was re- – I know you guys don't believe in things like moral victories, Byram. You guys wanted, wanted to win, and you were, took them – to the fourth quarter, what was it like there to be able to go toe-to-toe with a program with that kind of reputation on your home turf and and really make the Bulls Nation really proud of what's going on here in Tampa? Yeah, you're right. Uh, we, we, we don't take any more victories. Uh, we wanted to win, and we felt very well we should we could have won. Um, but just just going out there and playing against them, I mean, they're, they're a traditionally great team, and they're a great team this year, and uh, just seeing that we can compete with them and uh, that we c- could have won and seeing all the mistakes that we made and all the corrections the next day was uh, encouraging to see. Uh, however, even though we won to win, we, we, we know that this, this, this step is vital and uh, we took it as such and pre- uh, implemented it into the next week and uh, played it, played hard and uh, just continue to do what we do. You certainly yeah. yeah kept it rolling from there. Uh, you know, I'm curious when, when Alex Golish came in, and implemented his new offense and a lot of folks said hey if we could just get something that looks like what you ran at Tennessee last year uh the Bulls would be in good good shape uh but you came in you had to battle for that starting quarterback job I'm curious what he did what how he kind of shaped you as a quarterback and just the limited time that you've been able to work with your head coach what are the things that he's kind of added to your repertoire even as a redshirt freshman uh he is had me speed up my thinking process, speed up my eyes, and uh, ultimately just get just get the ball out of my hands and let the playmakers make plays, which is something that I I, I like to do. And uh, because it's, it's not really me; it's all the guys around me. It's you know, O line protecting, running backs running the ball, wide receivers catching, tight ends catching and protecting as well. So um, just getting it out to the playmakers and uh, just have me be that to be that person that uh, get, gets it to them. So. Uh, just having my eyes right, seeing defense is quick because we, we do go at a fast tempo and fast pace. So just just having my eyes right, seeing what I need to see and don't don't see a little, don't see a lot, see a little. Well, when you guys tempo that offense, I mean, you guys just start moving that thing. Um, curious what percentage, if you had to put a number on it, of what we've seen, you know, in, in terms of what you think this offense is capable of doing. Obviously, we're still early on in the football season, but things are coming together. What what percentage of what you think this team is possible of of accomplishing have we seen thus far as of right now i'd say the whole team would say is probably 60 70 percent i mean we, we we've had shown glimpses here and there and uh which has been really good at times however we we know we can be much more explosive way way better and way more electric so we're we're refining we're, fi- we're refining those details in practice and I uh, can't wait to go out to practice tomorrow and find those details even more and look forward to UAB. Well, as you are grinding away on the field and in the film room and in the playbook, I'm always looking for ways to make money, Byram, just to be honest with you. <laughs> and it's, if, if I'm a young man in your position and your star is rising now and you're off to this great start and you're just 19, redshirt freshman, i got to think some NIL opportunities are coming your way down the road. And, and if you don't have anyone to, to manage that yet, let me offer my services because I've got a couple of ideas here. Uh, let's go with, let's oh, say uh, UPS approaches you. You know, their tagline, I don't know if it still is, but it used to be, what can Brown do for you? 
So that's <laughs> that's something I think we should, you know, get that working there. And uh, maybe there, Dr. Brown's root beer is one of my favorite beverages. Maybe there's something there for you <laughs> in the future. And then I think I af after you like, you like Dr. Brown's root beer. I, I love root beer. So well, there, you, there go. you go. Let's get that working. Marriage made. And then I think. Um, after you turn 21, there a rum distillery could be in our future. <laughs> buy rum, how does buy rum's rum sound to you? Oh, wow. That's something <laughs> we could get behind? Nice little play on words there, Cato. It, it is a play on words. <laughs> Maybe. Man. Well, yeah, I think that there's going to – obviously, opportunities are coming your way, whether that's NIL or maybe, you know, down the road. I mean, you're still such a young player, but – I mean, I think it's so easy to see how your game could eventually transition to the next level, and I, I know that's exactly where you want to take it. Uh, but as you look ahead to, to this season and uh, what you guys want to accomplish and being led by Alex Golish, I'm just I'm kind of curious because we've asked players before like what, what that Golish effect was on this team and how that changed. What was it from your perspective? What was the first thing you saw when he came in that said, okay, it's, it, things are going to be different this time? I say his energy. Um, his energy is very contagious. He, it, it affects the players, but it also affects the coaches. So the, we're getting the best out of the coaches, and we're getting the best out of players. And uh, first, one of the first things he said is, uh, once this whole whole team becomes player led, then then it'll, then it'll flip. And I I see it flipping because we got players uh, holding people accountable, and um, wanted we we're we're always trying to refine our process, which is another thing that he says. So. Um, just, just his energy, his energy is contagious. What's it like on campus? Like what, I mean, there's some, like, there's gotta be some buzz now for the first time in a while. What's it like just walking the, the halls? I mean, campus, uh, it, it's pretty much the same. Um, you, you have a little bit more people coming up to you and saying good game, good game, which is, I, I that didn't happen last year. I don't, I don't think, um, but so it's definitely more, more excitement around the campus, which which is, uh, I mean, when you win, it's expected. So, man, I, I'd expect you to be like up on shoulders, like down the hallways, like people taking you to class. No, okay. Well, what What about in the facility, though, Byron? <laughs> you were with the squad last year. A lot of the guys were too when things, you know, weren't going so well. What about the attitude has changed in the facility? Uh, I feel like we're a much more confident group. Um, we we go out with the expectation to win instead of uh hoping or believing so we're, we're, we're taking that day in and day out and uh having the confidence on on saturdays and uh, just go out and play like like we know how to play like we prepared all weekend well ultimately let me yeah it's been really cool to see how you guys have kind of turned things around so quickly and how your star is rising in particular and we wish those bulls the best of luck this weekend as you hit the road again taking on those fighting Trent Dilfers at UAB, That's 4 o'clock on Saturday. Byron Brown, thanks for joining the Nod Pod, and we wish you the best of luck uh, this weekend and the season ahead, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you, Byron. Yes, sir. Thank you. Go Bulls. <laughs> Chris's eyes kind of got big when you said Dr. Brown's barbecue, or, uh, uh, root beer. Yes. I think he's on board with some of my NIL, yeah. NIL suggestions. You had some good ones, but he's a, he's a fan of the root beer. So, uh, and it'll be exciting to see. Just, I mean, we've seen small sample size Byron Brown. But I'm a red shirt freshman, so we've got years ahead where yeah. we get to see what what he uh, what he can do and what kind of records he can break along the way. All right, let's bring in BK. And um, again, meat and potatoes is the theme of today's show. Of course. And, uh, and you said we're going to do a, ball a ballad breakdown. So, do you I'm, want to know I'm the little, artist? I'm a little first? nervous. A little nervous. 
you want the artist first or you just somebody start spouting off some lyrics and you kind of no well i don't know i have a feeling i know where this is going so you might need to tell me the artist uh the artist since it's meat and potatoes and she's seen every sunday for the past two weeks is taylor swift oh, <laughs> was i knew it See, did you this is we, we had the it. show going it was on the rails all show and then well, this and is now, a yeah. meat and potatoes song. Okay. okay. So we're going to break it down. And the idea behind this is what? We're just going to give the psychology. Like, what is she thinking? What's going through her mind what's when going she's through writing? Her mind, yes. What's going through her soul? I'm um, going to yes. make some money off of this. Yeah. That's what's going through her mind. <laughs> a lot of suckers have I, had to pay for this. I know. Do you? By the way, her jorts that she wore at the game the other day, they, they retail for like $1,200. This was, I, I didn't look serious? it up. This was just a story. And it sold out online like immediately. This is insane, man. What about there, she, uh, at the Sunday night game, she was drinking some red juice. I'm sure people have found out whatever that red juice is already. <laughs> a lot of people have died drinking the wrong red juice yeah, in the well, process. So. They're guzzling that stuff now. <laughs> so was this song, now I know you're kind of a, you're, you're a little familiar due to your daughters. with Wait, with, are you? With Taylor. Are, I'm not saying on. he's a Swifty. It's, I'm not Dude, saying he's a Swifty. He? I cannot name one Taylor Swift song okay. if I had to. Okay. Well, here's my question. Right. Is this one you're about to give us well-known by her? I guess so. I don't know. Okay. I, it's, it was, <laughs> it's called an era-defining fan favorite whose synth pop splits the difference between the bright maximalism of 1989 and the lush tensions of Midnight's. Oh, it's probably The Archer. How do you know? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> How do you know? I've done some homework. Yeah. You know, man. Okay, awesome. All right. So um, you have the lyrics. Yeah, I got some gonna... lyrics here. Right, I'll let's... read the uh, verse. You tell me what the verse means. All right, let's okay, because we have no idea what the song means. Combat. I'm ready for combat. Let me grab my glasses. I don't Wait, want that's to say part of that. It? She's a glasses wearer. Yes, she is. <laughs> I don't want to say that. But what if I do? Cause cruelty wins in the movies. I got a hundred thrown out speeches. I almost said to you. Okay. So okay. I'm stuttering. Combat. I'm ready for combat. combat. I don't want right, to so sit that. She's. I mean, that's the first words out of the gate. So she's obviously upset. Something happened. She's fighting. Uh, I, I say I don't want that, but what if I do? So she said she doesn't want to fight, but maybe she does want to fight. Yeah. Like gloves are off. Likes the drama. Yeah. That's what that this means. This is she. Uh, she does like the drama. Yeah. Because she says cruelty wins in the movies. But I, I, don't, I would actually take issue with that. I'm not sure. Usually movies end and they're always uh, like kind of a happy ending. Um, but anyway, so her, that's her take on movies. Cruelty wins. And um, she's got a hundred thrown out speeches I almost said to you. So do you think these are like, please take me back speeches? Or like, are these positive speeches? No, I, I think you tie those two things together. If she's thinking cruelty always wins in the movies. But these are thrown out speeches. This is what I'm getting to. If cruelty always <laughs> wins, so in, in drama, in the silver screen, it's always this big, here's how you broke my heart, and here's what you did to me, and, and it's always said perfectly in the yeah. movies. And so she's written a hundred of these kind of this is how you made me feel, but she's just throwing them out because because she'd she rather fight him. She doesn't want to go there. Okay, she but, doesn't but, want to fight. She, this is the. She but what she said, him. "What if I do though?" I, I think she's yeah. she's struggling with it. All right, let's move on to the next. Man, you guys are good. All right, go ahead. Easy they come, easy they go. Hmm. I jump from the train, I ride off alone. I hmm. never grew up. It's getting so old. Help me hold on to you. Okay, this is, seems a little schizophrenic. I got to be. I got to be honest. All right, easy they come, easy they go. All right, so this is like no sweat, right? She's moving on, yeah. not, a, not a big deal. She jumps from a train? What, is this a suicide mission? <laughs> what is happening right now? Who's jumping off of a train? 
what kind of train is this? And then she thinks that she's going to jump off this train and then ride off alone. Like, no, you're going to suffer catastrophic knee damage. That's what's going to happen, if not worse, lady. Many, it's happened to many hobos. Okay. I, I think this is, I think it's the love train. I think this oh, okay, is the, gotcha. it's easy come. It's easy to get a ticket for the love train. You know, okay. the conductor's always there welcoming you on board. Gotcha. But it's also easy to, to jump off or fall off. She rides off alone. So... I'm thinking she is seeing into the future of after the Sunday night game, she and Travis Kelsey didn't leave together. Did you notice that? Oh, that's true. She rode off alone. Now, did she take the love train out of there? This was the, or the flooded uh, subway that, from the it, flooding it, it they had in been. New York. Yeah, it was bad. All right, so she says she admits that she never grew up, okay? So she's struggling a little bit in her immaturity, which I think we could tell from some of the celebrations up in the suites. Right? <laughs> yeah. A little well, immature. I mean, yeah. yeah we can be honest about that. Yeah. Um, so it's getting so old. So a little play on time right there. You know, like she's not growing up and that, that's getting old. The fact that she's still so immature. Maybe, am I reading that right? Sure. But yeah. she, she needs help because she still wants to hold on to you. To this person. To Travis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, so, I mean, the, she, she's obviously conflicted, right? She hates the fact that she loves him so much. I think she hates the fact that she keeps being in this situation where there's she knows she needs to say goodbye to someone and she's like but this is someone i should probably hold on to yeah but she <laughs> this also is getting she old. also wants to fight him uh, yeah it's, like it's very this she's remember combat first word like out of the gate she's ready gloves off yeah so but like, she, but maybe she, she just hates him maybe that's it maybe she's tired of the fighting maybe that's it it's the struggle like if i fight we're gonna break up so maybe i just shouldn't fight so and, she doesn't want to fight I don't all know. Right, hit me I, with, I'm very, hit, I think all I can do I'm, is one more. Uh, one more. Let's go, Brian. I know. What we got? Is this the chorus? Can you get us to the chorus? I think so. Okay. This is the title of the song. I've been to Archer. I've been to Prey. Mm. Who could ever leave me, darling? But who could stay? <laughs> Man, well, there deep. you go. If that doesn't sum it up, then I don't know what, what does. So, obviously, she's been the Archer. So she's she's planted that arrow right into somebody's heart. She's been the and hunter. She, she's yeah. almost bragging about it, right? Mm -hmm. She's almost. I think she feels justified because she's also been the prey. Yeah. Right. So she feels it's okay to to break somebody's heart, to boot them off the love train because I've been booted off the love train and I've rode rode off alone. So, you know. Um, and then she's like a little. I think it's a little bit much when she's like, "Who could ever leave me, darling?" Right. Like you're gonna leave me. I'm Taylor Swift. Right, Travis, you think you're gonna leave me? <laughs> Who could I'm, ever leave me? I'm I just sold $1,200 jorts in a span yeah. of four seconds when I was seen on TV. Who's jumping off of this love train? Yeah. Your you jersey sales just went up 400% in like five minutes. You're leaving me? I don't think so. Yeah, so, but who could stay? Yeah. Who could uh, who, who could, could take this? Right. Right? Who could live this in this crazy environment? Ride. Right? This yeah. is too much. Anyone would jump Normal off Normal people, yeah. No. Get me off this love train. That's right. I don't care how good that caboose is. All right. Very good. Thanks, guys. Brian, appreciate it. Uh, what a good show. Uh, had Byron Brown on from USF, mm -hmm. quarterback. Uh, thanks to our crew um, for making uh, another show possible. If you would like to catch this week's episode of the Nod Pod, you want a little bit more Nod Pod in your life, not just this one, but all the episodes, head to fox13news.com slash Nod Pod or hit that QR code. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify to get the podcast every week without having – to even look for it because it comes right to you whether you want it or not you, you'll, you'll probably want it yeah right. 
It's meat and potatoes. I think so. (laughs) But maybe a side of carrots every once in a while. All right. Until the next time we are on, there are no off days.